the reason I was hired as an escort, why escorts aren't therapists. I was hired to lie, of course. You hired me to lie to you, to tell you what you wanted to hear, be a fictional character. You hired the prettiest, most convenient, and appropriately priced liar in your area. In many cases, that was me. Self-aware clients know this. They understand what they're doing, and they never ask an escort if she misses him. From my experience, most clients opt to enter the realm of delusion instead, to varying degrees. Even if I liked you, even if I vibed well with you, even if I saw you dozens of times, even if I answered your messages between bookings, even if, even if, even if, always lying, no exceptions, you hired me to lie to you. I lied per your instruction. But Sienna, I told you to be honest with me and be yourself. Well, you've gotten a little muddied in your fantasy, friend. The act of hiring an escort implies and necessitates one rule. Rule slash lie. One, I'm giving you money to lie to me and make me believe the fantasy that you are happy to have and interested in sex with me. That lie will always be not only present, but the foundation for the entire interaction relationship. Doesn't matter what subsequent lies come, they're all added on top of the same foundational lie of me lying about wanting the sex. If I genuinely wanted it, I wouldn't have considered it rape if I wasn't paid. Any further instruction instructing me not to lie or be myself after you've paid me to lie is, you guessed it, another lie. Remember last week when I said it was best for me to turn my brain off and not think about the trade-off for paid consent? Well, I think the same goes for buying. This is entirely my best guess, though. I've never hired a sex worker. As a client with a conscience, it's probably best not to think about the transaction too deeply, or it'll be tough, even outright unappealing, to go through with it. If you thought about how what you're paying for is my consent, I don't think you'd be able to get very turned on focusing on how I lied and dissociated to earn an income. Not so sexy. You'd focus on other, more pleasant things. Tell yourself a different version of the story. Like, you've helped me pay the rent or pay for groceries. Focus on how you're the hero of the story. The tangible benefit you've provided is real. You've objectively contributed to me paying for life. But the immeasurable, hidden psychological damage of paying me for my consent to sex was also objectively real. This varied client by client and was mostly based on how much I shrugged it off. However, it was unwanted sex for money. It isn't a natural part of life, any way you slice it. The point of this article isn't to demonize clients. I was selling something that you bought. You didn't force me to sell myself to you by any means. You should just know the impacts my choices, and your choices, have had from my end. I'd be interested to hear just how much it differs from your end. The analysis can go both ways. The more I think about it, the more I think mindless action must be the source of most chaos in our lives and society at large. In the paying an escort for consent context, there's a requirement for not only mindless action, but a partial entry into the realm of delusion. There's nothing wrong with living in la-la land per se. I have a lot of fun in my imagination. Sometimes half an hour will go by before I realize I've been sitting in the same spot in total silence, playing around in fantasy land. The issues begin to arise when acting on a delusion in reality. 
when one begins to believe their fantasy is objective reality when it is not. Uh Uh-oh, danger zone. I mean this entirely in relation to doing something you know is objectively wrong or morally wrong or whatever you want to call it, I don't know. Not something like envisioning you're winning a marathon as you try to coax yourself into running that ninth mile for the first time. That delusion is a positive aid. No danger zone detected. I'm not better than you. I lied for years. Being on your side means not lying to you anymore, because that's also how I'm being on my side. I'm not lying to myself or to you so that we feel better. That's my display of affection for you, dear reader. In this article, I'm not speaking at all on my thoughts about whether a client is an objectively good or bad person. That's for another day. I'm also not implying escorts are bad people for lying to clients. Often, escorts lie out of a genuine desire to make a client feel better. Prostitutes are typically kind-hearted individuals. Kind individuals that are lying their asses off. You may think me writing this is unnecessary. Sienna, of course the clients know they're paying for a fantasy. Um, yeah, to an extent. But you wouldn't believe the number of times I've had a client say something like, I asked the other escort I see, or hire for virtual dates or whatever, about this and she agrees with me. Um, no shit, buddy. You paid her to lie to you. Her retaining your business is predicated on her telling you what you want to hear so you pay her again. Same as me. And so this is why escorts should never be a replacement for therapy. A therapist does not get hired to lie to you. They don't have anything to gain financially by confirming your delusions. A therapist isn't there to make you like them or pump your tires to get another session out of you. I couldn't even guess the number of times a client tried to rationalize their shitty behavior to me by telling me some other escort they asked agreed with them about XYZ, so I should too. Sir, we are lying to you. You paid me to tell you what you want to hear. I accepted the money and agreed to lie to you. We've both lost the plot. It's just a hot mess of bad decisions. That would be a foundational difference between being a prostitute and a therapist. The prostitute isn't there to push you to be a better person, just make you feel better. That's why clients so often hire prostitutes and try to use them as pseudo-therapists. I mean, a therapist that tells you you're right, confirms your delusions, and begs for your cock at the end? Hot damn. I can see why clients buy. I'd be a total idiot not to. Are you currently a client and wondering if this applies to you? It does, 100% of the time. But like I said, it's not ill-willed. Often, it's because escorts do want to make you feel better. Almost all clients exude an aura of sadness. They aren't necessarily pathetic or bad or things like that. I mean sad in the literal sense. Something is missing in their lives. That's why they're paying for intimacy from a total stranger. Obviously, a kind-hearted woman would naturally want to comfort a sad person like a mom or a best friend that's always on your side. I know the confirmation of delusions that ends in sex with an attractive woman is fun, happy playtime, but it really seems like we're burning society down to the ground and dancing around it with manic smiles. We can't complain about the state of the world or society if we actively contribute to the things that are making it devoid of meaning. Whether you like it or not, you are a citizen of a society and every day your actions are a vote. Same as a person trying to form a new habit, every day every action is a vote for the kind of person you want to be or become. Each of us must take some responsibility for the kind of place our actions are turning our society into. 
wouldn't want a man twice your daughter's age to pay her for unwanted sex? Then don't pay another man's daughter to do the same. Like, it's, it's just... You can still get your kinky sex rocks off with someone you don't have to pay to consent. This isn't an attack on your sexual preferences. I can't get away from thinking of escorting as a self-destructive activity. Ever wonder why we prefer to use flowery language like companion, sweetheart, muse, courtesan, paramour, etc.? The main argument is to evade shadow banning on platforms, and that is true. But there's another bigger reason to me. It's because then it's not prostitution. It's not all the bad things we've heard about. It's a version of self-care and being a beacon of love in the world for those lacking it. Except it is just plain old prostitution, but now we glamorize it openly and market it as a luxury lifestyle. There's nothing glamorous about being paid to let people have sex with you. It's really truly disturbing if you think about it, but as I've mentioned, it's best not to think about it. In fact, it's kind of essential if you're going to engage in it. The dissociation is a requirement if you want to retain any sanity at all as an escort. So yeah, I think that's how you've ended up in this situation. It is with a bunch of people not actually thinking too much about what they're doing. A veritable mess. I know this article was likely a bit of a drag for you, reader. I get it, but I had to say it. If you're a client, reader, I'll ask you a favor. Don't ask your escort if she agrees with what I just wrote. She won't agree if she's still working. Do me and her a favor and leave her alone. She can read this if she wants to. This is just for you, if you care to know, and that's it. Your morality is for your own judgment, not mine. I've just lied for far too long and need to be honest. My perspective is not the only one that exists, and I'm by no means the arbiter of what is right. But I do have a voice, and it is being honest. At present, I have nothing to gain from being this honest. In fact, it's humiliating. Humiliating to admit all the ways I've been disrespecting myself for so long. Humiliating to admit I stopped seeing the reason to care about myself a long time ago. Couldn't find a good reason. Hoped one day it would magically appear on its own. Well, that's not how it works. So, nothing to gain, but nothing to lose, either. Figure I may as well try to give meaning to all the bad experiences by sharing with you, reader. Lots of love, stay curious.